This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm trying to go through the maze of the maze. wires to figure out where I'm going. Well, you you so have come to the wrong place. Yeah. Did you get it a little bit? Nope. That's okay. Yeah. It'll take me a while to go through the maze of wires. Are we still here? Oh, wait, there we go. Did you hear that? Because yes, we, we I want did. everybody to hear us too. I did. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, anyway, here we are. Let me let me do a little introduction here. This is the torrential voice of your local announcer, Tom Fitzmaurice, and here we are with the food show. The whole idea of the food show is very simple. We talk about food. I mean, that's it. That's the long and the short of it. So glad to have you here. Uh, it's uh, I'm glad you could get away from uh, from just the, all of the, the torrential. I mean, that, there's no other word for it. It's really pouring down. What are you laughing about? I'm laughing at you. You're like a little grandmother with the weather. Like a little 95, <laughs> 95-year-old woman with the weather. This, isn't this wonderful? Always you have know, been. At least you know where I'm coming from. There you go. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, speak, I don't I'm know why. I'm the wife, by the way. Hi. Huh? I said, I'm the wife, by the way. You're the wife? (laughs) Yes, remember me? (laughs) That's a long thought to consider. So. Well, anyway, where was I? I just, uh, here you are. You could have been too far because you just got on the air 30 seconds ago. It's, uh, it's, uh, we are uh, on Tuesday. We've got that figured out. Yeah, good. Figured Uh out. And uh, we have had some thunderbolts of the kind that you actually can feel against your skin, uh, which I do over here. I mean, I don't do it on purpose, although it's pretty nice, you know, in a, in a funny sort of way. And uh, and then you are, you know, you're, you're walking around and trying to figure it out and hoping that everybody can hear it or hear something. And fascinating uh, though this is. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm Let's reaching start around talking for talking about food. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Let me give you a little uh, factoid. Mm. Uh, today I love is... factoids. You do? Oh, I forgot all your other factoids. I have to go get them in the kitchen. You did? Yeah. Oh. And I go through all that trouble and... I know. I, see, I just left it on the kitchen counter. That's all. Today is the birthday of Tori McPhail. Oh, happy birthday, Tori. You know who he is, don't you? Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the uh, really famous uh, local chefs here and uh, one of the guys who... Whenever he turns up in another city somewhere and gets to show off, uh, well, I make it sound like it's a horrible thing. He deserves every every little stroke of talent that he has. But Tori McPhail is the executive uh, editor, excuse me, executive uh, chef of Commander's Palace, and you just don't get a lot better than that. Although, you know what? Uh, Marianne. Yes, what? Uh, may I, uh, since I brought up Commander's Palace and yes. how they are reputed at the very least to be the, the most uh, uh, highly uh, considered restaurant in the, in the whole area, do you think it's fair? 
Do you think it's? Oh, uh, you know, I was hoping that you weren't going down that road oh, yeah, because well, no, I, I am not qualified to love Commander's Palace. Why not? Because, because it's too gourmet for me. I will say this about Commanders. When people ask me about Commanders, here's how I feel uh-huh. about it. It is a beautiful restaurant. Yeah. It is in a class by itself in terms of welcoming you to eat there. Yeah. If you have never felt like the most important person in the world, the most I know where you can remedy that. Has my eyes out. Drinks the kids' door. I'm glad you didn't say blood. (laughs) No, that's a wonderful song, except I can't remember the lyrics anymore. Anyway, um, if you have not been to Commander's Palace and can afford to go there, Mm -hmm. it is something that I think that people should experience once, for sure. Uh, If you love the food and want to go back, great. But if you have not had the feeling that you are a rock star mm-hmm. and are likely to never feel that commanders will fix that for you. When you walk into commander's palace, you are greeted by literally a gauntlet of waiters who are there to make you feel like you are the most important person in the world. And it's quite, it's quite something, you know, and, and it you, is. you can, t- that's kind of a very human sort of relationship there of, Hey, you've got to taste this. You're really going to love it, and we, we want you to have this, and you know all the things you just. Stated. I don't find it pretentious. Oh no, at no. all. I Not find really. the wait staff to be very friendly, very welcoming, very approachable, very happy to engage you in your experience, and I think it is absolutely outstanding across the board. All that mm-hmm. said, I'm not really a fan of the food. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, that's not I do too love bad. the garlic bread. But there though. are certain things that they do uh, that they capture absolutely perfectly. They do. So it's like the service. For, it's it's the service stratosphere. For example, uh, they have the best wine cellar in the New Orleans area. And if you just did that as a raw vintage uh, checker, and a guy who goes back with a with a little pad and checks off everything and then adds it up at the end, it would still be number one by probably a huge. Well, that's distance. Dan Davis, who's really really into yeah. what he does and very good at it. Now, what is uh, the the Roy? Dan Davis. Dan Davis. Dan the he's got a nickname. Dan, yeah, Dan the wine guy. Dan the wine guy. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's to take all the pretentiousness out of it, and he he. You know, you won't, no, it, you won't get that. They from are incredibly approachable. I feel mm-hmm. that I am very highly regarded and extremely welcome when I walk through the door of Commander's Palace. Yeah. Uh, that's Commander's Palace. I think everybody knows where they are and what they're about. But I bring it in at the beginning. Not that we, they're not doing anything today. Because it's Tori McPhail's birthday. What? No, it isn't. Because it's Tori McPhail's oh, birthday. Oh, it is his birthday. Yeah, that's right. But there were other things. I wound up starting to wipe, you know, write in some other things uh, about him. And uh, he, he checks off in just about every every category. So there's oh, I really like him. Yeah, yeah, he's a very likable guy. He's yes. always involved in the community. He's always he's turning up. He's very cute. He's very, he's, he's, uh, he's... A, a really cute person. He performed something in his kitchen once that I'm still thinking about. 
Now imagine this. Oh, you, is this the egg thing? The egg thing? Where no. he had his like 25-minute shared eggs or something, whatever no. that was. No. Go ahead. Shared eggs are good, though. Most people don't know what they're even what they even are. You want to talk about that later? No. Or you want to do it now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Anyway, uh, how, what, how did I get there? Where, where you said I, he did something in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Before, you know, Commander's Palace was closed for almost two years after Hurricane Katrina. It was a real tough for them to well, get Well, they were open. redoing it in a most well, spectacular fashion. Well, the big deal was that as they were <clears throat> doing their renovation, they, they started finding that there were some really – needy areas of that old, old well, building. Well, it's a very old building, yeah. And they, they saw that they were going to have to do some very yeah. serious uh, God, I know that feeling. Ugh. I'll bet you do. But, and they uh, have a lot more money than I do. Go yeah, ahead. that would help, too. So they get in there, and they're getting down to the end. And I remember I was in there one night for some reason or another, and uh, Tori uh, was at a, one of his commercial uh Wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Tori McPhail was born in 1973. Oh, that makes him kind of a child, all right. No, it doesn't. It makes no. him a lot older than I thought he was. He looks really? like a kid. Yeah. Well, he's a good-looking guy. He is, and I mean, I'm extremely impressed. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, keep going. I'm sorry. Okay. So, um, anyway, they are uh, uh, Tori. Has, is in his the main part of his kitchen. He's got all of his stoves and ovens and everything. They spent a lot of money on all of that. And he said, I'm going to show you just how much these are going to ho uh, hold up. And he folded down the, uh, what would you call that, the gateway or the door? What would it, what would it be, the, the, the opening on a... On a uh, on, on a, uh, an oven? What would, you, what would be the word for that? Door. Door, okay. He folded the door down to a, a parallel. Mm -hmm. And then he actually stepped onto the oven opening mm -hmm. and bounced it a little bit. I said, I said that's a kind of a risky thing to do with an, an oven, huh? And he said, we want the best quality. And who would have thought that? I thought it was a, a kind of an odd ball sort of thing, but it, it really made a good presentation. And so there this he was. was when they were renovating? They were testing out ovens yeah, by standing just, on them? Just checking them, yeah. Huh. But folding it, folding it down, not one to stand on top of the thing, but he actually folded it down and was bouncing on it. Gee, I thought the outer limit of an oven was what we're doing now and what Jude does in California, which yeah. is using it to store pans. I didn't realize you could also bounce <laughs> well, you on can't it. Cook in I those, didn't realize can you? you could use it as like a bounce house too. Okay, yeah. that's good to Imagine know. Imagine that. Good to know. Two six zero six three six eight. I don't even know what we're talking about. So if you would like to uh, join us, we would we would love to have you introduce some topics here. Yeah. Uh, Top restaurants, we're always asking this question, uh, what's the best restaurant? P period. And you can identify or... Does it have to be here? A, yeah. Or no, no. No, no. You can go somewhere else if you want to be. Okay. No? <clears throat> well, then, now let's qualify that because right. best restaurant, there are people that would say that Commander's Palace is the best restaurant. And you would say that Antoine's is not the best restaurant, but it's your personal favorite. favorite so, are we talking about your personal? Fa Hi, my baby. I think you have your to personal have favorite 
or are you talking about the best restaurant? Because the best restaurant is a subjective thing that people might not necessarily admit is a subjective thing. This is the best restaurant. Says who? You. So I'm just saying that in my opinion, Mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. I don't really know what the best restaurant would be in my opinion. I can tell you what my favorites are. Yeah. Well, we're waiting. Bottega Oh, you like that place, too? My favorite restaurant in the whole wide world. This place in Los Angeles? Mm-hmm. You're kidding. My favorite. You're hanging around with her, too. Much. My favorite. <laughs> My favorite restaurant locally is Del Porto. I have said yeah. both of these things recently, even. Somebody uh, asked me yesterday to go to Del Porto. I did? Yeah. And uh, I don't know. As a guy, I know. But he said I... I so... Well, uh, I'm going to throw out a topic unless you throw have it out. One. If it's that bad, let's throw it out. <laughs> well, you're going to think it's pretty bad. <laughs> well, we'll find out. Um, we had a feature in nomenu.com today. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Did it p- depict something very intriguing? Well, I thought so. But um, <laughs> we yeah. I've been doing this series about breakfast. Me too. That's um, funny that you should be. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not insinuating anything. Yeah. So, uh, insinuations going, are getting more and more expensive, by the way. Yeah. I've been going uh, to different places, and um, Mary Lee and I were talking about this series that I'm doing. It's called Eat Your Breakfast. Uh-huh. And, um, and what I've discovered about breakfast is that there's really only a couple of places that I would get excited to go to breakfast mm-hmm. in. Yeah. And there are a lot of places that I don't care one way or the other about going to breakfast in. Those are much more plentiful. So I decided to introduce something today in nomenu.com which was a different kind of feature, which is going to, I think, become kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. And we do a lot of eating, as you know, out. Heck, I'm doing it. Or a lot of it. And I I just can't eat that much. So I've gotten to the point where I'll eat a couple of bites and bring the rest home. Mm -hmm. And so we have a tremendous amount of leftovers in our house. Yeah. And uh, and so I decided the other day that I was going to take some of these leftovers and make them into gourmet meals from home. Mm-hmm. So today in nomenu.com, there is a thing uh, that I made for you yesterday or the day before, which was a breakfast sandwich fashioned out of leftovers. Mm-hmm. And uh, Flash oven leftovers. Yeah. Join us today as we... So, so I, so then that kind of got me fired up because it was really cool and it was good. And, and so I made you today some French toast mm-hmm. out of bread that we had in the refrigerator from Bellegarde. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm glad you're still alive. <laughs> By the way, if you want to turn that into... Not because of Bellegarde, because of the buttermilk that I used. Go ahead, what? Oh, you, what, the, the buttermilk? <laughs> yeah, we have like 16 different buttermilks, and I don't know yeah, what, what they're... What is that all? I don't know, but I have to go through them and get rid of them. But anyway, yeah. um, so 
I uh, I made this French toast today for you, and then um, I was wondering how that was going to go over, and I got an email when I came back today, which was talking about, I would love to see more of this kind of thing because mm-hmm. I have leftovers and I would like to do stuff like this. So if you have, let's play a little game. Yeah. If yeah. you have leftovers in your refrigerator from a favorite restaurant that's now, like, for example, I'm going to do this with a piece of pork that we got at Lafitte the other day, which was a delicious restaurant. Delicious, Tom had yeah. a fantastic double-cut pork chop and only Scallops, ate half of it. Oysters. And so the big wonk of pork came home, and it's sitting in the refrigerator. And I'm not going to give that to the dog because it's gorgeous and it's too good for that. No offense, puppy, but you get a lot of other stuff that you don't care quite as much about. So I'm going to slice this pork. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to take one of your endless bags of sliced chassisi that you get at the... Do you know how many bags of those I gave to the dog the other day, by the way? Untouched? Uh-huh. Four. Four of like them? Like $12 worth of chassisi sliced oh, ham. that's a shame, isn't it? It is. <laughs> we live in such it a... It is. Such so, a... so I'm going to take some of that ham from one of those bags and slice the pork mm-hmm. and a piece of the Belgard bread that's yeah. in there. And I am going to make a pretty scrumptious Cuban sandwich out mm-hmm. of that. And cooked so it's really cooked and just kind of sizzled around the edges maybe. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to sear it in the in the iron skillet, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to press it like you press it, although it's going to be tough to do that with Belgard. That's pretty stiff bread. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but I've got the Belgard from the party the other night. I've got the pork from, um, from Lafitte the other day. Uh, I've got your endless amount of ham and cheese. We've got pickles. We've got mustard. That is going to be a great Cuban sandwich. So if you have stuff like that in your refrigerator and you would like to make some gourmet meal out of it, call us. And we'll talk about what you can do with whatever it is that you have in your refrigerator. Mm Because I was starting to think this could be fun. This could be fun. I'm going to get some grits the next time. We go to breakfast, and instead of just leaving the grits like I always do, I'm going to take them home. I'm going to slice them up into grit fries and sear them and use that with another breakfast. Yeah, it might work. And, yeah, it's going to be fun. After all, if, if you're going to pop this in the pan at, at yeah. some point along the way, uh, you have no real safety issue worth talking about. Some of it is a little less than uh, nice looking because the fat can come out of the, the slices of ham, and that's a little slimy. Uh, but even that will not, unless you've really treated it badly, uh, will you know be... Well, those are going to the dog, as they did the other oh, day. Okay. But I'm talking about the, the ham that you just bought a day or two ago mm-hmm. that in a week is going to go to the dog. I'm going to take that and put it with the pork in an iron skillet and make a delicious Cuban sandwich. And so right now in your refrigerator, whoever is listening, in your refrigerator, I'll bet you you have some sort of amalgam of leftovers that we can repackage into some gourmet meals. So if you would like to call up, let's just play a little leftovers game. Mm -hmm. And see what we come up with. Yeah.
Yeah. 2606368 is the number. That's 260-MENU. You are listening to WWLFM 105.3 HD2. Yes, and it's uh, Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I assume this uh, asserts us as actually being on the air now. Okay. This is the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris, and it's wonderful to be here with you talking about food, even when something unusual happens, because half the time it's something I caused anyway. So uh, 260-6368. Doug, you're, are you there? Just just let us know. He's there. He's there. Why well, don't hear nothing? Okay, let me turn up your headset a little bit. Oh, is that you my have, problem? You have oh. to have your headset really, really loud. Okay. Hey, then, can you hear better? me? Is that better? Because you... You turn up my headsets, and then I put them on. They go, whoa. All right, 2606368 is the number. That's 260-MENU. We are talking about, um, well, really nothing, you know. <laughs> well, I wouldn't go that like far. It's like darting all around on food. But I threw out the idea of leftovers and repackaging them into gourmet meals, if you would like our assistance in that. It might mm-hmm. be a fun little game we could play. Uh, but there are lots of other things that we can talk about, too. Where is my little cheat sheet? Two, 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 uh, uh, the little cheat yeah, sheet what is, about what, what day it is today and all that. We can pretty much get a whole show out of that. Mm-hmm. Somebody, yeah, Tom, possible. what's the Warwick Hotel? The Warwick Hotel uh, is in the general vicinity of City Hall. And, uh, Where it, was it? I, I couldn't tell you exactly, but that's the general uh, area. There's also one in Houston. No, somebody sent an email about a restaurant that was in the Warwick Hotel. The next break, I'll go get my phone yeah. and have a look at it. But he wanted yeah. to know something about the restaurant that used to be in the Warwick Hotel. I think he might have been inspired by that uh, book that you had yesterday that you found that you were talking about with these restaurants that were, you know, the old restaurants, uh, the one of the oldest, restaurants. the oldest restaurants in America or something like that. That book that yeah. you found, what was it? Uh, the oldest restaurants in America or something like that. Yeah. Did you get a chance to read some? No, I haven't looked at it at all. I've it's been running all day as usual. You know where where I went to lunch today? I went to... Tell me. It's, it's almost getting to be the sponsor of the 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 unofficial mascot of the show. But well, we don't. I exactly went to Giorlando's. Yeah, Giorlando's. Yeah, and had Dobe. Ah, Dobe is something Dobe you used to see everywhere spaghetti. you used to go, but not anymore. Yeah, where's the <clears> eat book <throat> that you have over there? Reach reach for the eat book. I want to see if you have it the in there. It's to your book. left. To your left. To your left. There, the blue Here. one, Tom. The this blue one. one. Yes. Pull that out. I want to see if you That's have. The nope, the one next to it. Okay, never uh, mind. Uh, Dobe and spaghetti is something. Is that only something that you see here? Is Dobe a uniquely New Orleans thing? It, it is used uh, for other things in other places. Is it and called Dobe, Dobe there? Dobe, yeah. And uh, there are actually two different ways you can do it here in New Orleans, <clears throat> excuse me, which are really different from one another. Red gravy and brown You've gravy. Got ba- basically, <laughs> that's it, but it's even a little more than that. You've what got red gravy, yeah. and you put your sliced beef in it. You cook it down uh, all together, and this is your uh, a- adventure in... Now, uh, I've never had it in with but, slices. I've but, always had it chunked. But here's the other part of it. Okay. The, it, and this, is, this comes up mostly during the holidays, and it mostly happens as cold and 
it's almost like a pate, but it's made out of beef, and it's there's a gel is quality. Is that is that is that brisket? It's called dobe glace, it, it, right? Dobe glace, right? Is, uh, the glace is, is the in, indication that it's cold. Okay, but but is brisket called dobe? In New Orleans only, or are other people calling brisket dobe, and why do they call it dobe? Well, the, the people who like it uh, fold it over and put in a pot with red sauce and let it cook for a while. Like Tony's Spaghetti House used to do that. It was a major specialty of theirs. Yeah. And they would run out huge quantities of yeah. this stuff. Uh, but you would you don't have to do it that way, and the other way is no less uh, authentic. What, the brown or the dobe glace? The, the dobe glace that you're... Now, dobe glace is something that you used to see at Maley's for sure. Uh, maybe. And who else? You, oh, you, two jacks, two jacks. Them, but the, probably the place you ran into it most often was in, at uh, dinner parties and events during the holidays and that kind of thing. It would be like, it, it's, it's somewhat... Like a hogshead cheese it thing? It almost huh? resembles hoghead uh-huh. cheese. But it's yeah. not it's not in a gelatin, is it? Is it in a gelatin? Uh it can be, but it doesn't have to be. So so it it's not okay, so hogshead cheese has yeah. spices and pork tidbits mm-hmm. in a gelatin. Yeah. And dobe glace I've seen but never noticed that it had a lot of gelatin around it. I've always seen dobe glace as more like just sliced brisket with a little sort of edge of gelatin. Well, again, I tell you, it, it can be either way, and you're legitimate both ways, and it's good both ways, too, who, but very who, different. Does anyone still make it anywhere? Like, I know that uh, Maria Terranova would be my first guess. Yeah, the Terranova for sure. Because she does a great, great hogshead cheese, yeah. but now what... Is anybody doing like a dobe glace that you could buy? Uh, yeah, Dornex and uh, Langensteins, I'm sure. Uh huh. Yeah, places like like that. you could go to their deli and say, "I need some dobe glace." Yeah, but it depends on what time of year it is. If it's uh, uh, July and August, they'll probably say, "Huh." <laughs> if you if you go there in uh, like se- October, and it's you know the again, I tell you the big pot. And uh, if you see it that way, everybody just looks at it as totally normal, and, and this is seasonal. And that's do you it. like dobe glace? Oh yeah, it's really good. Do you like do you like dobe and spaghetti? I do, yeah. Which one do you like better? Um, I don't get question. dobe glace. I, dobe, I don't get dobe, dobe glace. Uh, dobe glace kind of weirds me out. Yeah, you, you have to serve it a certain way at a certain spot. And, uh, I mean, I love hogshead cheese. I mm. really love hogshead cheese, yeah. but dobe glace is kind of weird to me. Oh, I don't well. know why you would do that. I am uh, I'm troubled by uh, wondering whether we <laughs> actually have a producer at the moment, and if so. Oh, no, not that again. What? Because uh, we're sending him enough, but I don't know if uh, he might not be hearing us. Dobe, say hey. I mean, not dobe. <laughs> Doug. No, we'll give you enough of that later. Doug, say hello to Tom, please. <gasps> I don't yeah, hear him. This is, this is why, why must I say hello to Tom? <laughs> <laughs> One must. Okay. You We're know, gonna take here's the deal. Break. You know, you know oh, yeah, I'm sitting here minding my own business, and all of a sudden <laughs> you hear, say hello to Tom. Why? <laughs> because.
is Tom's nervous about you being there, Doug. It's like it's like you're his Jiminy Cricket, and if you're not there, he doesn't know what's going to sit on his shoulder. Who knows? It's probably a cat or something. Well, if I was over anyway. there and I was over here, I would be nervous, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, 260-6368 is the number. Uh, 260-MENU, you are listening to 105.3 FM, WWL. There is an only one of it. You know, I've been looking, and I... I'm kind of shocked to see I'm, that I I'm do I'm nervous have. to see that I don't see it anywhere because that may be the last copy that Might we have, have. But anyway, uh, we were looking for the Eat book, which is a wonderful book that Tom published many years ago. Well, actually, you were publishing it right as we got married, so it mm-hmm. would have been 30 years ago. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, um, and I... <laughs> You know, I don't forgive you for very no much. No kidding. I mean, but you forgive me for a lot of things. Oh. I mean, I don't know. I think I might have killed me if I had done what, if if you had done what I had done, I might have killed you. We, we yes. Were. Yes. Oh, now we must know. What well, is- well, you know, when you had me, I think I offered to to uh, proofread your eat book as it was about to go to print. Ooh, what a challenge that was. Yeah, but do you remember that I erased an entire section of it? No. Oh, really? No. Oh, never mind then. Forget I said that. (laughs) (laughs) I remember now why you're you're paranoid every time I go near your computer. I mean, I could totally see that. I mean, I literally did erase a, a huge section of this wonderful book. Anyway, uh, the Eat book is something that Tom has talked about redoing for as long as I've been around. And it's really a pity because you have not done that. I mean, you've yeah. been busy with other things, but it's, it's too bad because it is a really good book. But I would, if I had the Eat book, I would look up Dobe because the purpose of the Eat book was mm-hmm. to go through the letters of the alphabet and put every food item known to man in each letter and the best places in town to get said whatever. Mm-hmm. So I knew I know that if I looked up Dobe in the Eat Book, I'd be able to find places that, uh, well, if, if they're still in existence, that where you could get good dough. But I, I don't ever really look for Dobe. It's, it's something my mom used to make. Yeah, and it's she, an old-timing thing. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, and it's, but I mean, there are a lot of people who still really, really like it. You know, yeah. I mean, and it's a good. It's I mean, you know, it's like it's meat and spaghetti and red sauce. I mean, how far wrong can you go with that? No, not far. But uh, but this was good. It was it was old timey. It had the little hint of sweetness aha, to it. Ta da! We one. found it. Oh, praise be. Anyway, let's look and see if there's yeah, a dobe. If there's a dobe in it. Anyway, so I'm looking. I'm I went to go get this other book, and um. And also saw a Rouse's, uh, their little house magazine that they give out at the at the checkout, and um, and it had uh, a various things that looked good, which is why I took it. And then I just opened it up to guess what it was. The first thing I saw, the phone book, stuffed artichokes. Ooh, yeah. it's my holy grail. 
I yeah. love stuffed artichokes. And it's a recipe for stuffed artichokes, but I'm sure they wouldn't be as good as my mother's. My mother, when she did cook, she was quite a good cook. Mm -hmm. And I'm still looking in here for dough in the eat book. Oh, really? Flagons just came by. Flagons, I just They're an alpha The whole book is in alphabetical order. So well, that's that, what I just said. Yeah, yeah, it's like the, it's, if you wanted to find a certain, oh my gosh, this thing is really out of date. But I mean, it was 30 years ago. Oh. You know, a lot of these places are gone now. Of course, a lot of them are still there, too. Quarter mm -hmm. Two Sisters is one that I'm looking at right now. But I'm sure that there would be an entry for dough here. Oh, I'm, Actually, I'm surprised wrong. that there isn't. There isn't. There mm -hmm. isn't. No, this is kind of like a, it's kind of like a restaurant, um, it, it's... On wheels. No, it's, it's, I, I'm going to have to look at it a little bit more. I thought you had entries for various kinds of food and also restaurants, but it looks to me what I've seen just now is like mostly restaurants. It's like an alphabetical listing of restaurants. If you could go through your restaurant list on nomenu.com, this would be a printed version of that. Uh, I don't think so. I think it's uh, it's the the recipes are kind of kind of small number in number. Well, anyway. But, uh, and and it would be, you you would be right in saying that it's way out of whack in terms of. Well, it's, it's a long time ago. Nineteen, you know, a really long time ago. Yeah. Anyway, anybody like Dobe would love to hear if you have found a good Dobe in town, or if you think Dobe is something that should go the way. Uh, I don't know. Whatever else is really, really outdate, yeah. out of date, because it is definitely out of yeah, date. I went there looking for a club sandwich because it was torrential rain, and I had to go to the house. How's the and uh, so how's the the the, the club? Uh, the club, club sandwich, sandwich at Porter and Luke is my pinnacle, a and so pinnacle. and so Mary Lee said, "Well, you know, Giorlando's has a club sandwich too. You should try it." So when I asked about it, I learned that their club sandwich is on French bread. And somehow or another, that is not, it was like, because hmm. I, I think of, I think of a club sandwich oh, as having to be go. on toast, oh. having to be, to me, a classic club has uh, three slices of bread and it's cut into quarters mm -hmm. and it's stuffed with ham, cheese, turkey, and bacon. And lettuce and tomato. Um, and if you don't have that, to me, it's not a classic club. Well, what? his own self, uh, 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 it's one of those moments where I can't remember somebody's name. Whoever invented the club? Is that what you're uh, about to say? Uh, no, Who did it, invent the club? Uh, I don't know, but he, this particular guy uh, is very highly thought of, and it is James Beard. And James Beard said that there is no turkey in a, in a uh, club sandwich. It's chicken. Yes, you've said that a few times. And yeah. you know what I say to James Beard? Fooey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I had lunch with him once, and I'm hoping, well, he's, and, he's long and, gone Yeah, now. and what about that? Good oh, for you, but what about that? It was at the uh, Roosevelt. No, oh, no, it wasn't either. It was in the uh, St. The place on the corner of uh, St. Charles Avenue and... Oh, that's right. It was a clubhouse sandwich. It was some club in New York City. That's what it was, because I looked it up once before. Now, according to this, it says turkey or chicken, but... Well, James Beard said that there was only one of that, uh, one of those, and that thing was chicken, he said. But there were a lot of things that he said that made me wonder, why... 
because he wanted to serve that. And I, I never could dope it out. Well, because he was James Beard and because oh, yeah. people listened to him just because he was James Beard. But that doesn't necessarily Boy, make it thank right. Thank goodness for that not happening for other people. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Two six zero six three six eight is the number. You know, we can just talk about absolutely nothing at all. We can. I yes. mean, it's kind of the, shocking. Thirty-two years of doing this show, essentially, that is what it has always been. And uh, I, I can, I, we can shift something here. Good. And we're going to shift this very dramatically. And it's one of those moments where I wish that we were not radio. That I wish we had. A television that we oh, were on. Oh, I am so glad that we do not. But anyway, go I'm ahead. I'm not a TV kind of guy. I just I'm not even close. I was uh, going through a bunch of old magazines that I had and digging out old ads, which are just fascinating to me. Yes. And then. Yeah, uh, I mean, this has been a fun show lately because you've been finding all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Well, get a load of this one. This is the backside here. It's a strip of a magazine, obviously a. a a big magazine, or else it wouldn't be this long. And it's in color, so, you know, this said something also. And uh, so I cut this piece out, and it exclaimed or explained something that uh, people, a lot of people know about, but they, are, they aren't hooked into it. Here it is. Get a load of, of that outlay of, of food here. There's a table that is loaded with food here. It's probably all weird food, too, huh? Uh, not quite, because this this was right between the, the time when the old teepataries and the old and the new teepataries went away. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to read this. This is Tom Patari, Jr. of teepataries. That would be him. Uh, who and I run into him every now and then at uh, Keith Young's Steakhouse. He goes over there and once in a while, and I always try to get the the lobster cadabster put on the menu, but it never is. Okay, Tom T- uh, Tom Patari Jr. of T. Patari's. He is following his father's footsteps at one of the country's great restaurateurs and a creator of the most distinctive gourmet food in New Orleans. Come to Tipitari's, where the food is different. Lordy, was that true? The white under whites underneath food is different. Uh, the, <clears throat> the, this is an ad. Folks. Yeah, it is an ad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this uh, <laughs> service unsurpassed anywhere, they claim. And that's because of Tom Jr., I, my my. My heart beat just a little bit harder, not for, for, for you know, because for, I'm Tom. But anyway, and his father's personal touch, which was really something. I've, I've had dinner with his father a couple of times, and, and he was... And re- James Beard at the same time? Or? No, okay. no, no. This, this, is, uh, this is a restaurant that is very famous around people who uh, have been in New Orleans for a long time, both as uh, people who visited the city or who live here. And I uh, wish there were some way we could get into a time machine and look at this place. Look at this place. Look at the food in this photograph. On the, I wish we could put this on TV. It's yeah. amazing, isn't it? Looks like an Instagram picture. Anyway, before Instagram. Instagram, yeah, before Instagram was popular. Ah. Uh, you know what I miss if I had to say I really, really, really miss something that will not be back. Yeah. Um, but I wish it would. 
I, I miss Manuel's hot tamales. Oh, everybody likes that. I, I remember my last shot at it was when my son Jude was uh, in, uh, he was a, a freshman at Jesuit, which is a block away from where. Uh, it was a block away. It was, and we got in there and did the grease with But it'll never, you could not do that again. Uh, you couldn't get Danya, uh I mean. Uh, you, you couldn't find people to roll tamales all day again. No. I don't think so. I, I did it myself once. Yeah, it was horrible, wasn't it? No, what it was was very calming. It was therapeutic. That's right. Yeah. Well, maybe you could because they had all those women that were sitting in that little room. Yeah, just popping And they just things. were probably talking year after year after year after year. They were talking and rolling and rolling and talking. But um, I wonder who even has the recipes. Does anybody know the yet? Because well, the Martinez's. No, no, I know. But the Martinez's, the Martinez family was uh <clears throat> was behind it mm -hmm. and then katrina happened and it was flooded of course because of where it was and then nothing ever came of it again and i know that i don't know maybe the recipe was on the ground floor and it got flooded too but no one ever it's like you know hubik's pies is coming back mm. and and he's been basically squabbling in court for the last several years and yeah, now there sides. was something in the news recently about um about the governor getting involved in in this and and they have prevailed for lack of something to do no 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 the um uh what's his what's his name uh drew ramsey drew ramsey uh did prevail in the lawsuit and is planning to reopen although not at the same location mm. um but, Where is but it, you know, he's been talking about reopening, and people have been wanting him to reopen, and it's been something that was just sort of inevitable at some point. No one's ever said that about manuals. I wonder why. Oh, I've heard it. But You've heard people say that? Yeah, yeah. A lot of people say, boy, it, it, that's going to come back someday. I know it. I know it. I know it. I said, well, good luck, because it's uh, to duplicate that would be pretty difficult or maybe not i don't know i no, found I think, it easy enough to just do it by myself uh, yeah but but this is a special recipe and it really would take a certain i mean you would have to have the recipe pretty exactly oh, sure, just to get yeah. the grease component if nothing Ooh, else wow you could you could and lubricate I wonder, cars with i it. wonder how well that would be received today because times have changed a lot and it used to be where you would look at that big football of greasy newspaper and get excited that you were going to eat the tamales inside. Mm. But, you know, it's not like that anymore. And I wonder how many people would think, what in the world am I doing eating well, all since, this grease? Since we're bringing such matters up, why don't we just go ahead and ask for it? And so if you would, if you found out that you just could run a, about, oh, let's say about a mile and a half where you could get some Hubik's pies and uh, Manuel's hot tamales. Uh, and that is available, and there's plenty of them there, so you go over there and, and try them out and see. What would you, would you do that right now? I mean, w within the next half hour, let's say. 
Well, I've learned that Manuel's is called a Delta tamale, which is not yeah, something I knew before. You know, I, the minute I read that, I said, I know what these guys are saying. Not that I'm all that smart, but in this case, I was. Because back a long, long time when I was a lonely, uh, goofy little guy, I was uh, taking a vacation that began in New Orleans and ended <laughs> in um, in Des Moines, Iowa. Oh, no, Iowa. no, 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 let's not go there. Okay, just, so... Just that's where it was. You don't have to say why. Uh, so, uh, anyway, I, my first stop was... Uh, um, oh, wait, Greenville, was it Greenville? No, it was Greenwood. Green Is it Green, Greenwood no, 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 or Greenville? No, you had it right the first time, okay. Greenville. I and that's how they said it. Okay. It's, is Greenville where Dozy Place is? That's where Dozy Place was. And the other things they had there were steaks, seafood gumbo, and there was one other thing. And that was it. I know. That's it's really strange, they isn't had. it? And when you, when you went there. How old was that place? I don't know, but it was, it had a long time on I mean, it's kind of legendary. It was. And the way you would order was really interesting. You'd, you'd walk up to the counter. And by the way, if you, when the, if you wanted a steak, you would just make the dining room, and there were steaks in all the refrigerators, so you could open them up and say, I want one of these. No, come on. Yeah, I'm not kidding. Wait, you would open a refrigerator and say, give me yeah. the steak? Yeah, show me this one. I'll take what this. a bizarre place. It was, but they, they thought it was totally normal. So the other thing that happened right after that is uh, on my way out, I saw they had this big chart that said hot tamales, 12 uh, for $6. And on, on, the, on this panel, it went on to go uh, hot tamales, $14.00. For <laughs> seven. Anyway, if you can figure it out better than I can, uh, they never give you a break. You you could buy six of them. You could buy twelve. You could buy twenty-four. You could get twenty-four thousand. They would never give you a break on the uh, on the on the price. <laughs> they actually have a website. And 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 these were. Uh, it's a shack. Hot tamales. Kind of along the lines of the ones that you had at at Pascal's Manali. Wait, they so, won a James Beard oh, Award too. I'm not, so. not Pascal's Manali. Uh, <laughs> oh my so, goodness! Yeah, I'm confused. Did you hear that? Who? They what? won a James Beard Award too. So. Yeah. Well, there you are. And and all kinds of other awards. So. From 2007, James Beard American Classic Award in 2007. That's a little shack. It, that's all it was, cash only. Uh, I, I, it was on Nelson. I bet Street. you these people are loaded. Uh, it, you know, everybody brought their own uh, booze. Yeah, they, you couldn't. You really, because it doesn't look like a place where. <laughs> you you couldn't get a drink there though. You could no, go in there. No, of course not. And I mean, it, it looks You bring like... your own liquor, and then you make your own drinks, and they would. What was? The, I, I'm trying to figure out what the point what? of this place is. Just pick it up, Tom. Just huh, pick it up and put it back see. down again. Pick it up, put it down. There we go. Little phone ringing. Yeah. Uh, That's a strange, strange place. And one of these days I would like to get there. But um, Greenville. Yeah. Well, I would go and stay at the the Alluvium now. Alluvian now because that's the home of Viking. That's right. And it also is a place where they 
they have a, a, a widespread culture there. They have all of these uh, um, these uh, oh gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? That's a, uh, anyway. celebrities. No, these people were. It's one of those things like Euglasitches where people would fly their private jets in and go to this dump of a place and then, you know, well, these people strange. There's a word I want to use, but I can't think of it. So well, I have no idea what it oh, is, well. so I can't help you with it. But I appreciate anyway, anyway. 2606368, we have spent the hour talking about absolutely nothing. I don't know and about that. would like to uh, Blues. talk. To That's what it was. You went to that part of Mississippi that had the, the uh, all of those things that we've just been talking about. Uh -huh. That was the headquarters of the blues performers. Dozy Doze, place? Just that they area. Were, everything was just incorporated into uh -huh. one essence. Yeah, interesting. We will come back with more of the food show. And I uh, hope you have some. Uh, well, obviously, no one's interest. interested in my uh, in my brilliant ideas for repackaging and purposing their leftovers. But okay. that's on the table too, in case you you know go look in your okay, refrigerator well, and see. Make sure you come back for table two. Yes. And we will. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.